All right, a couple of things before we get started. Firstly, to all our American listeners, happy Thanksgiving for when you are listening to this. To our UK listeners, I'm sorry. And we're going to get stuck into the Week 12 preview. Smithy is here. He's just absolutely ready to launch into a loose late night recording, aren't you, mate? Yeah, I'm half asleep. So uh, <laughs> let, let, let's let's see how this goes. That's just going to be the sound bite for people trying to review this show. Just what do you think of it? I'm half asleep. Awesome. Thanks, mate. PD's here, who frankly is still not over the rage he's got towards Colt McCoy. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Uh, bit of a miscommunication between us tonight, but yeah, we're here now. No, nah, mate, we are here. We could have started this ages ago, but the longer we stay up, mate, the looser we get, and that's what we're about. Um Instead of me going, what are we looking forward to the most? Because there's been a lot of stuff in the news. Smithy, who's under the most pressure heading into week 12? Matt Nagy. If they lose to the Bears, he will not be the head coach of the Chicago. They're playing the Lions, so that's a good start. Uh, and he's on the Bears. <laughs> so that just, that just shows how I'm going. If oh, they boy. Lose the, if they lose to the Lions, he will not be the coach of the Chicago Bears for week 13. So, um, yeah, he's under the most pressure, I think. Bang, I like it. Who do you think, TD? I think uh, the Buffalo Bills, they're, you know, we're pumped up as an AFC contender and they're sitting at six and four right now after a tough loss. And I think if they drop to six and five, you know, the pressure it really does kick in from there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I actually think Robert Sala is under a bit of pressure here towards the back end of the season. I think they've kind of whiffed at the moment, the Jets. And I know they've had a few injuries, but. Four defensive coaches in that um, division, and they're the worst defense, not only in that division, but pretty much in the league, is not a good start. Let's get stuck into it, TD. You've got the Lions and the Bears. Um, what's going to happen here, mate, on our first game of Week 12? Yeah, well, it, feels like, it feels like these two teams play every year on um, on Thanksgiving, and you know, I know it's a tradition for, for those in America, and the Lions, I think, play every Thanksgiving, same as the Cowboys, but maybe it's time to let it go. Um yeah, speaking as an Australian, I guess I've got no, um, you know, I've no idea what Thanksgiving is or anything about it. So obviously, that's my opinion. But there hasn't been memory, many memorable games with the Lions lately, uh, and I'm not really looking forward to this one. To be honest, I won't be getting up early uh, for this one. Is, is this <laughs> uh, the first three drive buys in one analysis? It's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, the most exciting player for either team isn't playing, and that's Justin Fields, in my opinion. We'll get to see my boy Andy Dalton have another start on Thanksgiving, though. He was a part of that beatdown Washington gave Dallas last year. Uh, and in my opinion, the Bears are a better team at the moment at quarterback, or a better team with Dalton at quarterback at the moment just because they open up the playbook a little bit more and it's not so one-sided. Um, and it's nothing on fields. It's just, you know, they open up the playbook for the red rifle, um, which I like to see, obviously one of my favorite Cowboys players of all time. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough game to pick this one. <laughs> Neither team has been good. The Lions, obviously zero wins. The bears have struggled as well. Um, I think I just have to pick Chicago outside of DeAndre Swift. Not much really excites me about Detroit. Goff hasn't been good and I can't really trust them. Um, they are the worst team and I'm not going to overthink it. So I'm going to pick the Bears. Smithy, now I asked you at the start before we got into the analysis, who's under the most pressure? I'm changing my answer to you and I because we have to compete with analysis like that. The drive buys, the way he got to the point, he told us his tip. He wasn't afraid to put himself out there. You and I are under the pump tonight, I think. Mate, I just want to call him out for talking an incredible amount of shit. <laughs> the amount of 
the amount of garbage he spoke about Andy Dalton last year when he was playing for the Cowboys was incredible. And now he's called him one of his favorite Cowboys of all time. You can ship off TD. Um, better form than Dak. Jeepers. In terms of this game, <laughs> one, uh, one this is, yeah, this isn't box office. This will go straight to DVD. And I'm in the same camp as TD. I will not be waking up at 4.30 a.m. to watch it. Yeah, we'll all I would be have doing- if just. I would have if Justin Fields played, but um, he's not out there, so I won't be bothering. I really want to tip the Lions. I just feel like this is going to be the the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of Matt Nagy. Um, he would certainly be losing his job if they were to lose this game, but it's just so hard to see the Lions winning a game. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? I'm going to go the Bears, um, but I really want the Lions to win. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I reckon I might get up for this one. I just want to see the Bears open that playbook up because I'm I'm like, TD, I'm sick of it being so one-sided. Goodness me, Justin Fields is one of the most improved quarterbacks in the last month, and they're, uh, they're going to shit. Apparently, according to TD's on fire, I mean, Smithy, you've got the next game, the Steelers and the Bengals, and this is a game that on paper, maybe even four weeks ago, wouldn't have been the best one to watch, but the Bengals had a good win last week, and the Steelers in the last five weeks have looked a lot better. Yeah, they have looked a lot better. Played really good football, actually. And I feel like AFC North divisional games are always the best ones to watch. Uh, so I, I really can't wait to watch this one. Uh, Cincinnati have scored 30-plus in four of their last five games, whereas Pittsburgh only allowed 20.5 points per game for the season. So it's a high-powered offense coming up against a pretty good defense in terms of points allowed. Although the Steelers give up the most running yard rushing yards per attempt uh, in the NFL, so uh, Cincinnati are going to lean on their running game, uh, specifically Joe Mixon. Uh, they had 38 rushing attempts last week against Las Vegas, so they really made an emphasis on pounding the ball and running the ball. And if they can get somewhere close to the yards per attempt that uh, Pittsburgh give up on average. I think they're a very good chance to dominate time of possession and win this game. Uh, I think it is a toss of a coin. If TJ Watt plays, I think the Steelers have a great chance of winning. But I'm going to pick the Bengals because, one, I'm not sure he does play. And, two, I still trust Cincinnati's run game against this Pittsburgh defense that's giving up a lot of yards per attempt. Bang, there we go. Now, we've got to give um, Big Ben a bit of credit because we've given him a lot of shit on this show. Uh, he's the only starting quarterback in the last five weeks not to throw an interception. So, TD, they're looking after the ball, but can they get past Cincinnati here? I think they can. I'm going to pick the Steelers in this game. Um, <laughs> I I wasn't impressed by Cincinnati last week. I know they put on a, a bit of points to the Raiders, but uh, they took their time to break through. Um and they just weren't impressive. Plenty of field goals and lots of drives that they couldn't convert into touchdowns. I think Pittsburgh, as Smithy said, that TJ Watt could be back. I think Minka Fitzpatrick will be back and Joe Hayden could be back as well. So if all three of them come back, their defense is obviously a lot better and their offense has looked a lot better lately as well. So I'm going to go with the Steelers on the road. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think they were rusty last week, but they're going to hit the back end of the year running. But I like... You almost sold me into it, TedX. You've done beautifully there. Let's move on to the Cowboys and the Raiders. And I imagine that this isn't going to get a lot of air time because the both teams were shit last week. So lucky to be on prime time, in my opinion. TD, what's going to happen here? 
You're not wrong. And I heard today um, all six all six teams that are playing on Thanksgiving all lost last week. So that's pretty rare. All six teams. Um, Bengals won. Well, well, they're not playing on they're Thanksgiving. Not, they're so. not playing on Thanksgiving, does. Oh, yeah. It's... Right. I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> Go on. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Cowboys lately have been pretty bad on Thanksgiving. They've only won one game since 2016, and not many of them have been memorable. Um, none really stand out to me. I remember a lot of them, but none of them were very good games. Um, and I think it's a really good opportunity for them to break out of a little slump. Um, the Raiders were fun for a little bit, uh, but it feels like the off-field drama kind of is taking its toll, and maybe they're you know going to come crashing down towards the end of the season I don't like to say it like that because that sounds bad, but yeah, it just feels has that kind of feel to it. Um, <laughs> I really want to see a bounce back from Dallas, and I, I really need to as well. Um, <laughs> last week was horrible, I think, <laughs> and I think they will bounce back. Um, they, they will be very thin at wide receiver. Amari Cooper's going to miss out, and I think the same with CD Lamb. I, I heard something today about him maybe playing, but you know, he had a concussion Monday our time, and it's Friday our time the next game. I, you know, if the NFL cares about their players, they don't let him play and and the Cowboys will be very thin at wide receiver, like I said. I think they'll still be effective passing the ball, um, but they will want to use the run game a lot more. They haven't been able to use it lately and they didn't get to use it last week. Uh, they've only rushed for over 100 yards in one of their last four games and I think they go over 100 easily in this game. The Raiders, they haven't got the best part, uh, run defense at all. They are giving up plenty of yards on the ground. Dallas needs to be better at hanging onto the ball as well. They're turning it over way too much for my liking, um, and that's how they lose games like this one. If they're going to turn the ball over two or three times and give the Raiders you know, short field position, they, they have every chance to win this game. I feel like I can trust the Cowboys' defense in this game, though. Um, the Raiders are lacking weapons, and they're turning the ball over a lot as well. Um, and I think if they can get the run game going, the Raiders can keep it close, but I'm not going to pick them, obviously, picking the Cowboys. I feel like if the Raiders do win this one, Derek Carr is going to have to put up a TD's piss takers type performance. So I look forward to seeing if he can get it done, but I'm with you. I'm going the Cowboys. Dem boys are going to get up. Smithy, uh, do you agree or are you going left field here? Nah, I agree with the Cowboys. I think it's just perfect opportunity for a bounce back. The Raiders are absolutely reeling at the moment uh, with everything that's going on. And for Dallas to have a home game on Thanksgiving, uh, it's just the perfect opportunity for them to bounce back and, and have a win. So I'll be picking the Cowboys. Beautiful. I like it. Let's move on to the Bucks and the Colts. And the Jonathan Taylor show continued last week with a dominant five-touchdown performance. But, Smitty, if there's one team that might be able to stop him, uh, it's the Bucks. How do you see this matchup going? Well, we were saying that about the Buffalo Bills, who ranked first in many running defense categories. So um, he dominated them. So I think he's sort of matchup proof at the moment. And I have no doubt that he is going to be lent on by the Colts this game and he's going to try and carry them to victory. Uh, it's two teams that are coming off pretty comprehensive wins in week 11. And they're both looking to make a real playoff push at this stage in the game. Tom Brady is actually 8-0 against Indianapolis since 2010. And I'm sure he's going to be looking to add another win onto that record. He seems to dominate the Colts every time he comes up against them. As I said, Jonathan Taylor is matchup proof. So I don't really care how good Tampa Bay's run defense is at the moment. He's just shown that it doesn't matter who he comes up against. He's going to dominate. What he did last week was extraordinary. So 
I expect him to have another big game. The Bucks, they've been pretty susceptible to turnovers in the last few weeks. Uh, Brady turned the ball over a few times against Washington, had an interception against the Giants that led to a touchdown. Now, it wasn't his fault, granted. It was just a blatant drop by Mike Evans, but it's still a turnover. It still goes down on the stat sheet. So they have been susceptible to turning the ball over. If the Colts can take and create a few chances uh, in terms of turnovers, I think they're a pretty big chance uh, to win this game. But I do trust Tampa Bay more. Uh, I look at the quarterbacks and Tom Brady, you just know what you're going to get from him. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be accurate. He's going to make the right plays. He's going to do everything to put you in the best position to win. Carson Wentz, they seem to want to take the ball out of his hands as much as possible, which is fine when you've got Jonathan Taylor. But if they go down big early, he's going to be the one that's going to have to get them back into the game. And at the moment, I still can't trust him to do that. So I'll take the bucks here. Yeah, I can completely understand that. Uh, TD, it looks like an upset alert kind of game. Are you buying into that hype or do the Bucks get it done? I am a little. Um, and I, when I was looking at this game um, earlier today, I, I kind of really wanted to pick the Colts to win, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it just because the Bucks have been that good. They kind of bounced back into form a little bit last week. Um, obviously, yeah, the key factor here for the Colts is going to be Jonathan Taylor. If if the Bucs can't slow him down, it could be a long day for them uh, defending that. But I just think the Bucs are too good and I trust them on offense more than I can trust the Colts. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I'm on the, the same page. I feel like this is a game we're all going to tip the Bucs. And if the Colts do win, we'll come in the review and go, we fucking should have too. But it's got one of those games, one of those feels about it. Let's move on to the inconsistent New Orleans Saints versus Smithy's AFC Super Bowl pick, the Bills who have... Let's face it, mate. They flattened a little bit. TD is going to let us know if the Bills are for real or not. Um, New Orleans have been through a lot this season, starting with the preseason um, in the city, not not just their football team, and they have struggled for consistency throughout the year. Do they do what seemingly looks impossible on paper and get over the Bills, TD, or is this the perfect bounce-back game for the boys in Buffalo? Well, this is a weird game for me on Thanksgiving. The other two you know, traditional, the Cowboys and the Lions. And this game just seems like it's been thrown in there. Um, kind of, you know, I'm not too sure what they were thinking about it, but it's the pass right. on a pub palmer, mate. It's got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Bills, yeah, you're right. They need to bounce back after the loss last week. They looked pretty bad. Um, and they've kind of fallen back to the pack, as I said at the start of the show, record-wise, six and four. It's a bit of a shock. Um, many people wouldn't have believed you who said this team would be six and four at this point of the season. Josh Allen, for me, needs to be uh, better. And maybe that's a little harsh. He hasn't been bad, um, but he has been inconsistent. Uh, kind of like this Bills team as a whole, I guess. Um, and he's looked good in wins. And then he's looked, you know, the the losses he's had some ugly performances in as well. Um, but he clearly is the better quarterback in this game. And I trust him to bounce back in prime time. He did pound Dallas on Thanksgiving a few years ago. And that game has stuck with me among many others. Uh, New Orleans desperately need Alvin Kamara back. He's such a big part of that offense. 
Um, and a short week is bad news for the Saints, I think. I don't think he plays, and I don't know if there's been any news on that, but I, I would be shocked if he plays. No, he's not playing. Okay. Um, yeah, that that just leaves a massive hole in that offense. Um, you can't replace the guy like Alvin Kamara. They're obviously lacking talent at receiving options as well. Deontay Harris leads the team with 418 receiving yards, and Buffalo have three guys over that, um, with Stefan Diggs nearly double that as well. So, the Saints, obviously, they're not a, a high-volume passing team, uh, and maybe that has something to do with the lack of talent at wide receiver. Um, but I, I I, do believe this is a bit of a danger game for the Bills just because I think the Saints need the win so much more than the Bills do, but I just can't trust the Saints team. Smithy, the Saints have, took, have taken down, I should say, some good quarterbacks with their immensely yeah, I'll start that again with immensely talented defensive plays. There we go. Daz learns how to talk English, speak English. No, I haven't. Okay. Smithy, New Orleans defense has taken apart a couple of good quarterbacks this year. Can they take down Josh Allen? I mean, they can. Will they? Do I, do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, I think the Bills up and down form is going to continue. I think they're going to do a number on the Saints, to be honest. And it's because of what TD mentioned. No Alvin Kamara in that Saints offense while they have Trevor Simeon is just a nightmare for New Orleans because he is everything they need. Uh, He's the run game. He's the pass game. He carries that offense. And while he's not there, Trevor Simeon's going to have a really tough time. Uh, If they had a really explosive, high-powered offense, I would give them a chance. But they've got a bad offense at the moment. And this Buffalo defense is going to be hungry to bounce back after being embarrassed last week. Same with the offense. I think this is a shellacking. And there we go. Smithy's calling a blowout. Now, this next game, game of the year for mine because my fins aren't making the playoffs. So the next best thing is to beat your mob, Smithy. We have had a sporting rivalry considering that in local in Australia, in the AFL, we do barrack for the same team. So the NBA and the NFL is where we get to uh, flex our chops with our teams against each other. And our NBA teams actually play in a week or so, and ironically on your birthday. But before we get there, mate, uh, the Dolphins have got to take down your Panthers. Am I talking smack or is it real? How are you feeling? Yeah, the battle of Smithy and Daz. Uh, and geez, won't there be some shameless gloating by the winner on the review? It's going to be frightful. Uh, the egos are really going to be taking over. But uh, I've got time to prepare prepare for that. So uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch, actually. Wow. Uh, Cam Newton is starting his second game. And with every day and every practice, he's going to gain more familiarity with the playbook and more confidence in himself, which is only a positive thing. Tua, he's playing really well lately. And considering what my man, the Heineken beer, did to us last week, I think he should be licking his lips. Um, The Washington football team was able to tear our defense apart last week. And... I think the the Dolphins profile pretty similarly. They don't get big plays running the ball. They've got X factor receivers, and I I'm really worried about this game. Uh, I'm actually going to go down Daz's path of pessimism here, and I'm going to tip the Dolphins. Uh, this way, I won't be devastated yeah. if we lose. That was knowing exactly that I get the tip what I was right. going to call you out for. 
Yeah, but um, I do actually think that the Dolphins have a genuine shot at winning this game. Um, I really like what they've been doing offensively lately. I still find it extremely hard to trust the Panthers. I have serious trust issues. Uh, it feels like whenever I get really high on them, they let me down. And whenever I'm down on them, they make me start believing again. So maybe this will be one of those scenarios, but I'm going to tip Miami. Bang. Now, we're going to get the two biased opinions out of the way, and TD's going to be the tiebreaker because I've actually got written down here, and I'm not making this up. Need to go pessimistic. Tip the Panthers. Can't be disappointed. <laughs> so I've gone down your roads with these. So that is way be, too funny. Uh, Cam Newton is two and zip against the Finn Smithy. So he's uh, bunnies almost. I don't know if two is a sample size big enough to call them bunnies, but um, I'm like, I'm in exactly the same boat as you, mate. We've won three in a row. And if there's one team in the league that's due for a loss, it's probably the Dolphins. Just And you could put that in any week of the NFL season, I think. So. I think Cam's had a couple of weeks now to get used to what the Panthers are doing, and um, I reckon he and C-Mac are going to run circles around us, so I'm actually going to tip your Panthers. So, TD, tiebreaker, tell us who's actually going to win. Well, I'm picking the Panthers. Um, I, I do like what I've seen from Miami uh, the last three games, obviously one or three, but I'm leaning towards the Panthers on the back of their defense. Um, they are such a good defense at times, and I think, you know, they'll get it done on defense, but I do think um, home field advantage could be a factor for Miami, obviously, if it's going to be nice and hot there, um, they're every chance to win this game, but I'm going to go with the Panthers. Bang, there we go. So, Smithy, you're somehow happy and sad with that analysis at the same time. It's the complicated ego that is uh, two of our teams going up against each other. Let's move on, TD. You've got the Giants and the Eagles, and this has got Slogfest written all over it. The Giants can't get healthy, and no one can really get a grip on um, how good the Eagles actually are. Yeah, you're right. And there's been lots of talk about Eagles and playoffs lately, and that's all been from me, uh, but it's a must-win for Philadelphia. They can't afford to drop games like this um, and undo the, the hard work they've done. You know, they started two and five. They've won three of their last four, and they looked impressive in that span as well. They've had dominating wins. Uh, they've averaged 240 rushing yards and 43 rushing attempts per game in their last four, which is just incredible. Uh, we all know they're going to prefer to run the ball 40 times or more and Jalen Hurts is a little more efficient that way uh, the less he has to throw it and that's not a knock on him it's just his play style um, and the Giants aren't great at defending the run they allow just under 120 yards per game but their defense can force turnovers uh, they're eighth in the league in takeaways and I think turnovers are going to be the main factor in this game for both teams obviously Daniel Jones has been better at protecting the ball this season I've said that a lot I've um, said some other things about Tony Jones as well a lot, but we'll, uh, we'll leave them out of it. Uh, leave it yeah. out of it. You brought it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but when he has turned it over, it's been ugly, um, especially last week. There was a couple that um, Eli Manning summed it up best when he just went, oh, geez. <laughs> but, uh, There's a bit um, of old boy about that, Big Eli. We love that. Yeah, I'm not sure if Philadelphia will be able to force turnovers. They are 23rd in the NFL for takeaways. Um, and if you can't take the ball away from Daniel Jones, I think that's a massive advantage for New York. Uh, I'm going to pick the Giants at home. Uh, picking the home team in an NFC East matchup, it always seems to be the way to go. And I think um, Saquon had a bit of a tune-up match last week um, and he could be in for a big one. 
Now, Smithy, if the Eagles can win this game, they're just about favourites for the NFC East, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm really saying that to stir up TD. But uh, I, the playoff talk that TD is talking about, do you think that's real or an overreaction if they get a win here? And then tell us if you think they will. If they win here, it's real because that seventh spot in the NFC is so up for grabs at the moment. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a, a cluster in there. And I think that they've got a fairly easy run home, the Eagles. But oh, there's just something about the Giants in this spot here. There's something about the Giants. I don't trust the Eagles. I feel like they're the kind of team who's going to mess something like this up and drop a game that they shouldn't. Uh, the Giants were made to look a bit silly, but they've got a new offensive coordinator. I can see them having a big game on offense this week. TD mentioned Saquon's back healthy. I think Kadarius Tony could go nuts. I think they're going to run a lot of plays for him. I'm going to tip the Giants here. Bang, there you go. Eagles for me and your man, Devontae Smith, TD, is going to get the three votes on the rookie watch, multiple TDs for your man. It's going Hopefully. to dominate Eagles for mine. Let's move on to the Patriots and the Texans. Smithy, now, if Derrick Henry plays in this game, it's game of the week for mine. Um, he's not there, and the Titans looked absolutely lost. Last week, do you think the Patriots keep on keeping on here or did Tennessee spring an upset? Yeah, two teams coming off completely different results in week 11. Uh, obviously, the Patriots had that very comfortable Thursday night win against Atlanta and Tennessee uh, dropped a game that they shouldn't have against Houston and only geniuses picked that game correctly. Uh, New England have a point differential of plus 123, which is actually the highest in the league, which shows that when they win, they win big, and when they lose, it isn't by much. So uh, they're very consistent and very good. Only good teams can beat the Patriots. Yeah, week one's (laughs) an anomaly. Uh, uh, New England also lead the league in interceptions, which is really bad news for the Tennessee Titans considering – their quarterback is coming off a game where he threw four picks against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So that has got to be concern if you are a Tennessee Titans fan. I think the Titans have to bounce back. Obviously, they can't be much worse than they were last week. And there's um, the drive-by. I was waiting for it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it had to come at some stage, but they can't be much worse than they were last week. Um, but I think everything just points the way of a New England victory here. Um you know, they've got the extra rest on their side. They've got the better defense. You know, their point differentials off the charts. And I just don't trust this Tennessee offense without Derrick Henry. It, it, they leaned on him so much at the start of the year. It seems like they don't really have a backup plan now that he's not there. And that should worry the Titans fans. So New England win this game. Yeah, huge concern. Patriots for mine reasonably comfortably. TD, have you got some optimism for Tennessee or are we all the Patriots here? Uh, I do have some optimism, actually, and it's kind of uh, conflicting for me. I've said some horrible things about uh, the Patriots so far this season. I'm, I'm still kind of not sold on them. They're oh, yeah, come on, <laughs> they're sitting at seven and four, but I, I just I'm not sold on them. Um, and how can I pick Tennessee, especially when they're playing in New England? Um, and after the way Tannehill played last week, I really do want to pick the Patriots. Uh, it's a smart thing to do. They are playing better. They are at home. But I just can't. I'm going to pick the Titans. Oh, no. Come on. Smithy's <laughs> taking the piss. The Patriots are going to win this game, but I can't pick the Patriots. Sorry. <laughs> 
And this man complains when I give him a shit slate of games and he has to cover (laughs) New York Jets and Houston Texans and he complains about it, but he's doing this sort of stuff. Well, I'll tell you what else you gave him, mate, and that is the Jags and the Falcons. Goodness gracious me, this is going to be a humdinger, let me tell you. TD, (laughs) what are you going to be doing instead of watching this? I'm actually looking forward to this game. No, um, no you're not. No, I am. No, 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 shut up. No, you're not. There's a great, you're going to start a great, that again. I'm going to introduce this game and you're going to tell me the truth. Go on, Smithy. There's a, greatest, there's a great Australian saying, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> and it's so appropriate here because you have just urinated down my back <laughs> and told me it's raining. Stop it. Yeah. You are not looking forward to this game. I no am looking is. forward to this game. So um, we're going to start this again. Smithy's given TD the Jags and the Falcons, and I want to know what TD will be doing instead of watching this. How are you going to spend those magical three hours? I'm not even going to watch Red Zone this week. I'm just going to watch this game. <laughs> 5 a.m., Falcons, Jaguars. <laughs> but in all serious, um, all seriousness, it's it's Trevor Lawrence in a good spot, um, and obviously I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. It's a good matchup for him, and I think Jacksonville have a good chance to win this game. They are improving um, mostly on defense, um, and the Falcons have been very poor lately. Uh, their last two losses have been combined sixty eight to three. Um, So their offense just is non-existent at the moment. Their defense isn't good either. They give up plenty of points, plenty of yards. They struggle to create turnovers. They're one of the worst in the league at turning, uh, taking the ball away. The Jags' defense, um, it actually is the worst at taking the ball away. They have the least takeaways in the NFL. They've only got five for the season, but they are improving, um, like I said, in other areas, and they're just playing good defense at the moment. Um, Offense, though, has been struggling. Um, they've averaged just over 10 points per game in their last four. Are they going to be able to move the ball and score without turning the ball over? I do like their chances to do a bit of that this week, Um, although turning the ball over has been an issue for them. They've had 17 turnovers for the year, Um, but the Falcons are, as I said, they're not great at taking the ball away, so maybe that's a bit of an advantage for Jacksonville. I've been waiting for the Trevor Lawrence breakout game, and this is a really good chance for him, I think. Um, you know, he hasn't had a passing touchdown in his last three games, and I'm going to back him to have a couple in this one. Um, I'm going to pick the Jaguars here, but it's because of their defense. I think at the moment, their defense is a lot better than the Falcons is, um, and that Falcons offensive line, um, it's shithouse. So I'm going to back the Jaguars to win this game. Yeah, I think Anthony Jesselnick is better offensively than the friggin' Falcons are at the moment. Smitty, where do you see this game going? Yeah, I'm with TD. I'm TD's also Jags. a stand-up comedy fan, which is good. But go on, Spitty. <laughs> I'm with the Jags. Um, the Falcons' offense has just fallen apart. It is diabolic at the moment. And the Jacksonville defense has played really well lately. I know they gave up 30 to San Fran last week, but you go back to that the job that they did against Buffalo and then they did a really good job against Indianapolis after giving up some early points. They held to seven punts from their last nine drives. So they're playing pretty good right now. And this is like a, a lion finding an injured antelope and just going to work because the Atlanta Falcons are the definition of an injured antelope right now. And they're going to get devoured, I think. Jacksonville win. A lot of animals in one analogy there, but I like it. Smithy, let's get to a good game, I think. The Rams and the Packers, this looks like a beauty. And knowing that, the Jags-Falcons game will be a tight shootout and the Rams and Packers will be like... Who are you 20. picking in that game? Sorry, Daz. I picked the Jags, mate. 
Right, Did I not say that? No, oh, okay. I don't know. I wasn't. No, you didn't. Anyway, no, why would you? I'm only <laughs> one third of the show. Um, Smithy, Rams and the Packers. Now, you're going to have to tell me your analysis because TD is going to be busy watching the Fags. Jelkins. Uh, oh, fuck, I'm fuck Jags, Falcons. <laughs> that could have gone absolutely Cancel him now. <laughs> yeah, he's getting oh, cancelled. Yeah, that's me gone. So we'll give it. <laughs> It'll be me and TD next week. Oh, boy. Oh, that's going to go viral for all the wrong reasons. Oh, the joke was so good, too. Let's just move on. Smithy, who the fuck wins this game? Yeah, this could be a preview of the NFC Championship game. Uh, Both of these teams have been playing really well um, during the course of the year. The Rams have hit a speed bump before their bye, but I expect them to get right here. Aaron Rodgers finally announced that he's got a broken toe by taking his shoe off and putting it on the podium for everyone to look at. So that was different, and that seems to be bothering him. So uh, I think that's something that the Rams' pass rush can really exploit in this game. Uh, I feel like they can keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. He he won't want to be mobile uh, with the sore foot, so... Uh, if they can limit him in the pocket and get some pass rush in there, it'll be huge. Sean McVay actually came out during the week and said that they are going to make a conscious effort to get Odell Beckham Jr. Inv- heavily involved in the offense, which I love. If you'll feel uh, I think team. they, yeah, and for the Rams in general because they need more production outside of Cooper Cooper Cup. He's just on a ridiculous pace at the moment and. They need a second avenue. Otherwise, defenses are just going to funnel defenders over to Cooper Cup side and make life really difficult for him. So if they can get Odell really involved and get the defense having a lot of uh, a lot of presence around him, then that's only going to help Cooper Cup as well. The Rams put forward two absolute stinkers before their bye. Uh, obviously, the loss to Tennessee and then the loss to San Francisco both at home, really bad losses. But with the rest and getting some pieces back healthy, I think it'll be Von Miller's first game as a Ram. Odell Beckham has had the break. They're going to get you know Matt Stafford back healthy. Daryl Henderson's rested. So I think they can win this big against the wounded Packers. Bang, I like it. Uh, TD, this looks like a game of defense here because both of them have been underwhelming in their last game that they suited up for. So who gets it done here? I think the Rams do, and, and it's probably going to burn me. Um, you know, I've picked against Green Bay uh, at home this season and they, they burnt me there and they're probably going to do it again. I just think this Rams team is too talented and well coached to drop three straight. Um, and they've had a buy in there as well. So they haven't had a win for nearly a month. So I, I couldn't imagine them losing this game. Um, and if they do lose this game, you know, their losses so far this season have been ugly. If they're going to lose this game and lose ugly, my opinion on them changes drastically, I think. Yeah, we would have to wonder how their credentials hold up. Let's move on to the Texans and the Jets, the second absolute belter in a row for UTD. Um, who do you think wins this one? Because the Texans were fantastic last week and no one tipped them. Uh, won't be watching this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, apart from the fact that I have to, but uh, I do really like Houston here. Uh, I think their defense is better, which is a bit of a shock because the Jets hired Robert Sala, um, who's a great defensive-minded coach. 
they do lack weapons, uh, but they're just not good enough at the moment. Um, well, not good enough is probably being nice. They're, they're a bad defense at the moment. Um, I like the Texans' offense better. Tyrod Taylor is a streaky quarterback, um, but he did play well last week. Didn't have to because, you know, obviously uh, they won that game through big plays on their defense. And I, I think he only had 100 passing yards on maybe 20 attempts or something like that. He didn't have to play well, but, you know, he didn't play bad. Um, there's too many questions surrounding the Jets' starting quarterback. I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to play again, but even if he does, he hasn't played for a while. Um, but even the loser in this game will be a winner. Uh, both teams have got two wins, and the loser's going to have a better pick on draft day um, at the uh, after this game for that time anyway. And for me, it's probably the most exciting aspect of this game. There's not too much that I'm looking forward to Um Really, I do appreciate Smithy for leaving me this game. Um, and really, I'm struggling to think of anything else to say. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll ask you a question. Which one of these teams is closer to success and maybe not so much a championship um, or, you know, getting to a Super Bowl, but maybe just a division title is um, is success for one of these teams, I guess. Do you mind if I go first, Smithy? Or? Yeah, no, you go. Uh, Texans for mine because if he's able to be traded, they're going to get a buttload of cl- uh, capital for Deshaun Watson. The Texans, and I feel like that's going to be a better place to start than the draft. So if you add in the draft and the capital that they can get back for him, if that's possible, I feel like that's going to set them up in a much better fashion. But that's my take. Smithy, what about you? And then who wins this game? Yeah, no, I really like your answer, Daz. Um, I agree. I think they could get an established player and draft capital for him already. The Jets have slowly started their rebuild, but their draft history is just brutally bad. So it's hard to trust a team who hasn't nailed a draft class in the best part of 10 years to rebuild and get to a divisional title. Um, I really can't see it happening. So I'm going to say Houston as well. Yeah, there's three certainties in life, death taxes and the Jets fans booing at the draft. I'm here for it. Smithy, the Vikings and the Niners. Now, both teams had good but albeit different kinds of wins. The Vikings had to get it done late against the Packers, and the Niners didn't look in any trouble over the Jags. The Vikings are exceeding expectations here, but if the pressure goes up on them, uh, our beautiful enigma Kirk Cousins can sometimes fall asleep. So what happens here? Yeah, this is the game I'm actually looking forward to the most this week. Um, This was the first game I looked at and said, yeah, I want this one because it's just so intriguing to me. Both teams are coming off great wins and look to be primed to try and make a late playoff push in the NFC. I worry about the San Francisco cornerbacks against this really explosive passing attack of the Vikings. Uh, We saw the Packers, who are a bit light on at corner at the moment without Jair Alexander. They really struggled to contain Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen last week. I think San Francisco might have a similar issue trying to do that. Um, And look, it's two of the most enigmatic quarterbacks in the NFL facing off in Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, They're both beautifully strange. I'd, I'd put Jimmy Garoppolo in that category as well. They just, one minute they're great, the next minute they fall apart. And at the moment, they're both playing really well. So without stating the obvious Whichever one of those can hold up to the pressure is going to win this game. I trust the pieces around Kirk Cousins more than I trust the pieces around Jimmy Garoppolo. So I am tipping the Vikings in this game. 
Bang, there we go. Before we get my tip and your tip, TD, I saw the question on Reddit and thought it would be good for the pod. If you could have Kirk or Jimmy G for the next five years for your franchise and you have to take one, who do you take? TD, I'll start with you, get your tip, and then, Smitty, you can finish us off. That is such a tough question, um, and I I think I would pick Jimmy G, uh, the only reason being he's been to a Super Bowl. So, you know, although he didn't carry that team to a Super Bowl, he's done enough to be there. Um, Kirk Cousins hasn't really had any success in the postseason. So I'll, I'll say Jimmy G and, and postseason success is the only reason. Bang, there we go. Who wins this game? Um, I think San Francisco do. Um, it's such an important test for both teams. Um, they are in a role, the 49ers, and the Vikings are also playing pretty well, uh, but they are inconsistent, as we always say. Um, I, I just think San Francisco have been dominating time of possession lately uh, with long drives. And if they can do that here, I think they win. Bang, I like it. I'm going with the Niners as well. TD, you've got the next two games. And Smithy, you've got the last one, but let's move on to the Broncos and the Chargers. Now, this game's probably top three intriguing for mine. It's not going to be on Smithy's because he hates the Broncos um, more than I think he does most things. So TD, you're going to obviously take the lead on this one. The Chargers did everything they could to lose last week. What happens here? Oh, yeah, we're, we're all off the Broncos, and, and that's a well-known fact here on the pod. Um, but I'm not too confident picking the Chargers at the moment either. I know they got a win last week, but they, they did try their best to lose that game. Um, They're in an unlosable position nearly, and they nearly dropped that one. Uh, Denver has burnt me this season, as, it, as they have all of us, uh, but especially at home. It's usually a tough place to play, and it hasn't been this season. The Broncos have won seven of their last eight against the Chargers at home, so that's a nice stat um, if you're leaning towards the Broncos, I guess. Denver, they're going to be looking to take control on the ground, uh, and that's been a trend for all teams against the Chargers. They're still allowing over 140 rushing yards per game, and it's something that I think is really going to hurt this team come playoff time if they do make the playoffs um, defensively. As a whole, they struggle to get stops and it puts too much pressure on the offense to score points. Um, and it's obviously not ideal um, to be in a position where you have to score points um, on most drives to stay in the in the game. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, for Denver to win the game, I think they're going to have to play the way they did against Dallas a couple of weeks ago, control the clock, get some early stops uh, and apply some scoreboard pressure. I think if they fall behind early, I can't see them coming back and winning the game. But if they take an early lead, I think they might be able to hang on to it. I just have to pick the Chargers here. They're way too talented to keep dropping games like this. And I think they need to string together a couple of games if they want to kind of assert their um, dominance on on the rest of the AFC and kind of put themselves in a good position to either win the division or um, get their hands on one of them wildcard spots. Yeah, it would definitely put sort of a stranglehold on one of those wildcard spots for sure. Smitty, what do you think? My man fully loaded. He was good last week. I'm not going to say he was fantastic. I'm a reasonable man, and you don't trust the Broncos, so I'm 90% sure that you're going to tip the charges here. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't really trust either of these teams at the moment. I, I really dislike picking the charges because I feel like they're favoured in every game, but somehow managed to disappoint. But I pretty much refuse to tip the Broncos as well because I'm just sick of them. So tough spot for me. I do agree with TD. I think the Chargers run defense is going to cause them big problems in this game. 
the Broncos like to use Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in a timeshare. So I think they'll probably both have pretty good days on the ground. Really tough game to pick for me, uh, but I will be picking the Chargers without any sort of confidence. And there we go now. Smithy, I've got a couple of questions for you, mate. want you to answer them real quickly. Uh, who's my favorite player in the league? Fully loaded. Which team did I predict would make a Super Bowl in the next three years? The Chargers. Is this team playing in this game? Yes. I'm not tipping them. <laughs> oh, I'm, going, I'm going the Broncos. Yeah, uh, the Chargers, the, to have a win like that, to be so close to losing it and then getting up, it does leave you on a high, and you've got to wonder how much that will uh, drain the players. And we know with youth, even though uh, fully loaded is perfection in a man, even at a young age, and I'm not afraid to say that, um, the crew around him have still got to help him win. And it, I think it might be a down day for the Chargers before getting into the last part of the season. So the old bait and switch, the Broncos for me. And if I'm wrong, well, fully loaded would have dominated and I'll still come into the review with a smile on my face. Let's move on to the Ravens and the Browns. TD, this has got your mitts all over it, mate. Smithy was kind enough to leave you a potential belter if Baker was fit, but he's probably done the right thing and left you with it, even if his health is in doubt. Yeah, well, the game, it doesn't look as appealing as it should or, or probably even could, um, or as the NFL probably hoped that it would look at this point in the season. Obviously, Cleveland are banged up a little bit. They're underperforming, uh, and the bye week can't come quick enough for them. Baker definitely needs a break, um, as well as the whole team. They just look fatigued. Baltimore, on the other hand, they've looked really good. Um, they've had some really impressive wins this season, and I think Lamar Jackson has improved a lot. Um, especially in the passing game. He's had some big numbers in some games this year and he's you know managed to get Marquise Brown involved a lot who, um, you know, they signed Sammy Watkins to be that number one wide receiver and it's kind of opened up Marquise Brown and he's having a, a pretty underrated season, I'd say. It feels like he always goes for about 80 yards and a touchdown every game. Um, Lamar has struggled with fumbles though. Uh, the Browns, I think, can have a massive advantage in this game if Clowney and Garrett can come off the edge and have some success rushing him. Um, Lamar is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, so that'll be a big focus for Cleveland. Another one of their big focuses will be having success in the passing game. Um, you know, we all know they're effective running the ball, but I don't think you're going to win too many games without being efficient through the air or having some sort of a passing game, and it's something they've struggled with lately. Baker's obviously hurt. Um, and needs to be better. He's the one that's putting his hand up and wanting to play injured. Um, so he doesn't really have an excuse to, to play poorly. He's putting his hand up to play. And and if it's affecting the team, it's not the right thing for him to do. But he's the one that wants to keep playing. So he's got no excuses. Um, I just can't have any confidence picking the Browns against a team like the Ravens at the moment. Yeah, I like that. Smitty, for me, I feel like when it comes to the Browns, I feel like the parent of a straight-A college student who's had her OnlyFans leaked uh, had everything going for them, but geez, there's a lot of disappointment in the room. Let me tell her. Is that real overreacting? It's probably not my best analogy, but I'm going with it. But uh, Ravens for mine easily. What do you reckon? Yeah, Ravens for mine as well. Look, the Browns have been unlucky this year. Injury has really bit them on the bum. But um, yeah, it, it's tough for Browns fans because their expectations would have been so high. But we flagged it in the preseason, boys. I, I came to you and said, is this Cleveland team overhyped or overrated? And we all agreed and said that they were. So we saw it coming. Um, it's unfortunate that we did get it right because I really wanted the Browns to be good. But 
Uh, they just hadn't shown it. And it's obvious this year that they're not quite that Super Bowl contending team some people thought they would be. Well, Cleveland fans have blamed a lot of things for a lack of sporting success in the NFL. If we're next, I mean, good luck to us, I think. All right, Smithy, you're going to finish us off, mate. Now, something strange happened this week, mate. I actually saw you in the wild, not just over a Zoom screen. You're at a hardware store with a with a big, massive sign, and it took me a while to read it because Daz's eyesight's not great, and it was a don't come knocking when the island starts rocking, mate. You guys are absolutely flying over there at the Washington football team. You've got the Seahawks and you couldn't be further off them. And I'm just going to put a warning to you. If you tip Seattle in this game, I'm going to reach through this screen and slap you. Matt, I already told you guys on Tuesday night, I'm not tipping Seattle this week. So (laughs) you know well. I appreciate that. You know well who I'm tipping. I feel like you two, uh, that SpongeBob meme where Squidward is peering through his window at SpongeBob and Patrick running around. I'm running around outside with all my mates on the island. And you guys are sitting in the room looking out going, gee, that looks like a good time. I wish I could go there, but you can fuck off because he's a band. And they're like, uh, what, four and seven or something? Four and six. Yeah, no, nah, but they're on fire, the boys, and they're going to win another game here. Uh, their defense is finally getting back to what it should be. And I really couldn't be any further apart on these teams if I tried. I can't stand Seattle. Uh, they've pissed me off beyond ends meet, and I've had enough. And I love my Washington football team. They've been awesome the last two weeks with big wins over my Panthers and the Tampa Bay Bucks, And their defense, as I said, it's getting up to the standard that I said of them in the preseason. And the Heineken beer is doing a good job with the football. Um, He was really accurate last week, really impressed me with some of the throws that he made, especially deep uh, to Terry McLaurin. He made some really nice deep throws. And he's able to do some things that other quarterbacks can't do. Very mobile. Really good improviser. Um, when the when the play breaks down, he's always got something else up his sleeve. So, with this terrible Seattle defense and an offense that can't seem to get going, I really trust Washington way more. And quite frankly, I'm sick of the Seahawks. So I am all in on Washington in this game. Bang! I like it. TD, do you share the blatant optimism that is seeping off Smithy right now? That sounds wrong, but go with it. <laughs> Uh, look, I mean, I, I don't I don't know who I trust more in this game, um, but I, I trust the upside in Seattle's offense, um, especially at quarterback, obviously, Russ over Heineke. Um, I feel like the, the Seahawks are like Allen Robinson in my fantasy team. Uh, shit, but going to break out when, <laughs> when I drop them. So I feel like I have to just keep picking the Seahawks. Um, and, you know, this game kind of is a coin flip. I'm picking the Seahawks on the back of, you know, expecting the offense to get back to what it was and, and Wilson to get back to what he was. But I've got no confidence in that at all. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm going with Washington as well, even though I'm banned from the island, which is harsh. I was only trying to look out for your best interest, Smithy. That's uh, that's what I'm going with there, mate. So I was trying my best, but I'm not going to come on the island until you say it's okay, but I'm with your boys for now. I really like what Washington are doing, and I think they're getting better and better, and there are a few teams in the league that are getting worse, and I think Seattle is one of them. Let's move on. Locked and loaded. We are one for six. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'll start that again. We are two. Yeah, no, two. Can I read? Three for 12, sorry, in the last four weeks we are. Combined, so if you are a betting man, wait for the certs because these go genuinely to shit. Smithy's got pick one. He's three for four from pick one, dominating our man. TD and I, frankly, making up the numbers at this point. 
We are five out of 11. Smithy, you are eight out of 11, but you've got your last three wrong, mate. So you've got first cab off the rank. What are you going with? Yeah, I'm locking up the Bills tomorrow against the New Orleans Saints. That's fair. Uh, minus, minus six and a half. I just cannot trust the Saints to do anything offensively with no Alvin Kamara, and the Bills need to bounce back in a big way. Yeah, I like it. TD, pick two. Who are you looking at? I'm going to do something that burnt you in week one, uh, Daz, but I'm going to lock up the Ravens against the Browns. Oh, boy. All right. That's both <laughs> my picks gone. How good am I going? Um, <laughs> you know what? Oh, Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do something that no one's done this season, and I don't think fins, anyone, fins, anyone fins, will know. I'm going to do something that no one has done this season and no one will ever do again. You're locking an underdog. I'm going to lock the Texans. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I simply cannot it. believe that they've slid to me. It's a genuine miracle. <laughs> oh, no. They were going to win until you said that. <laughs> they're, lo- they're looking at a Jets team that, frankly, us three could just about get past their defense at this point. And Please Ty God, keep going. Keep going. Ty God Mahomes 2.0 is going to throw six interceptions and lose 30 to eight. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> But I'm going to put a little bit of faith in Houston. They need some uh, good things happening down there. So, fuck it. Why not? It's pick three. No one gives a damn about pick three. Not in this anyway. Let's move on to the cert. Smithy, you're going to make us some buck, mate. You've got six out of ten the last two weeks. You're flying. You've got the three-point lead over Colin. And this is actually the first week of the year where Colin's done his predictions before you. Yeah. Very, very strange, actually, to get uh, Colin's certs through uh, this morning. But uh, they've... I think made he's absolutely, having a long weekend, Colin. So they've made absolutely no impact on what I'm doing. So uh couldn't give a shit really. Uh my first one is I'm following up my lock, Buffalo Bills minus six and a half. I just cannot trust the Saints with no Alvin Kamara. I think it's a terrible spot. If you do have pick one in the lock and then don't take them as a cert, that's probably not what we're after. So you've done well there. Game number two. New York Giants plus three and a half. I really like this spot for New York, and I just think that Philly are going to hit a hurdle uh, sooner rather than later, and I'm tipping it to be now. Hang on, I don't mind that at all, although I did tip the Eagles, so I'm hoping you go 4-1 and one this week, or the Philly can get up by a field goal. That's fine. Uh, game number three, mate. Jacksonville Jaguars plus two and a half. A few underdogs that I really like. Atlanta's offense is just absolutely falling apart. So like I Dazzling's trust- pick up lines, mate. No one wants to be a part of it, let me tell you. That's it. Uh, and <laughs> it's uh it's like it's gonna the offense is gonna be like Daz in a few weeks, uh, after what he said earlier, just cancelled. Um, <laughs> so the Jags at plus two and a half is what I'm going with. I'm not even gonna repeat the team names. Who is your fourth pick, Smithy, for the weekend? <laughs> So eloquent. Well said, my friend. Appreciate that, mate. I thought I really got past that pressing issue really well and didn't back over it a bunch of times when I had the most uh, unfortunate mispronunciation of all time. So I'm glad we didn't bring it up again. Go on. Uh, Los Angeles Rams minus one. I just think that coming off their bye, they had two poor wins. And as TD said, a team this good that is coached this well can't not get a win for a month. So uh, Rams minus one. All right. Boot this baby home, mate. What's your fifth one? You could guess this one, I reckon, Dazzling. I'm going to Monday Night Football. Washington football team, minus one and a half. Bring that, it on. That island is going to go off. I'm going to be worried about you. Are you going to make it for the review? 
I, I might not. I not might might not be able to. I don't the, think you'd be home. The, I might not get off the island. There might be too much traffic that mm. I'm trying to push my way through the crowd and say, "Hang on, boys, I have got to record. Just move out the way." But the island's just going to be pumping. I'm not going to be able to get off. So I might have to go just the two of you on uh, Tuesday night. But I really like Washington this week. I think they're going to win. There you go. I wouldn't show up either if the Dolphins embarrass me. So looking forward to that, mate. TD. Uh, you've been fantastic as always. We get a bit loose in the late night recordings and let me tell you, and Smithy, it's been a pleasure working with both of you fellas, but I'm not going to be allowed back on. So <laughs> enjoy the review. TD might have to do it by himself, but it's been a genuine pleasure. Smithy, you've been fantastic as always. Sign us off, mate. And uh, you guys will see each other next time and I'll uh, see you all when I get out of court. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for everything, Daz. Been- <laughs> it's it's been a ripping episode uh i'm gonna have to gear up to host the show next week so that'll be interesting but uh stick with us we'll adjust uh hope your team goes well this week unless you're dazzed uh but most importantly <laughs> Thanks, stay safe everyone <laughs>